Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome to another episode. It's great to have you along with us. As I say very often, if this is your first time, the first podcast episode you've listened to, welcome along. It's fantastic that you're with us. By the time you get to this episode, there should be well over 150, even more than that, episodes on leadership, on management, on coaching, on team creation, on success principles in life that we hope profoundly you will find of immense value. So welcome along to Leader Manager Coach and also if you're one of our regular listeners, welcome along. Today's episode is a little bit different. I try and make them different and the inspiration, I like to give you the inspiration behind it. The inspiration for this particular episode comes from a guy called Sebastian Junger. Now, I heard this gentleman being interviewed on another podcast, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, the Joe Rogan podcast. And, um, you know, if you haven't heard of Joe Rogan in the podcast world, then take a check him out. You know, he's unique um, and uh, has some just a depth of guests that is is just unbelievable. But um, this guy was on and never heard of him before. Turns out he's written... He's a pretty prolific writer. He's written a number of books, which I will freely admit at this particular moment in time, I haven't read them, but I've been straight onto Amazon to order my first one. The days were when I'd order two or three, but I've already got a backlog of books lying by the side of my bed on the table in my book room from Uh, The First 100 Days by Mickey Mellon to books about trauma caused by blast injuries in war from a doctor who was in Afghanistan, etc., etc. To Understanding the Mind in another book called Hooked about how we as human beings are hooked on social media. But anyway, I digress. Sebastian, he's talking to Joe Rogan on the podcast and... um, I'll give you a little serendipitous story. Met a guy, just chance meeting, Irish fella. Mr. Personality, musician, completely different from myself. And we get chatting and um, he recontacts me after we've parted company. Probably thought I'd never see him again. And um, he said to me, hey, listen to this. It's really good. So listen to it. And it was Sebastian. So... Thank you, Desi, for that. Much appreciated. So, Sebastian Younger. Why talk about it on Leader Manager Coach? Let's get to the point. He's an American journalist, prolific writer. And he was talking about so much that was relevant to leadership. So what what we're going to do today is I'm going to give you on this podcast inspired by Sebastian Younger. Go and look up his books. He's got a book called Tribe, which I have to get and I have to read. Uh, It looks like it's going to be my 
my favourite one. There's also one called Freedom, which I'm relating to, which is all about the backlands and the backwaters and the, and, and the edges of society and the places that people don't go to and the balances of freedom. And Man Against the Elements, he took, he's got a book about the sea and, and a book about fire. I mean, you know, if you don't relate to it, I apologise, but wow. You know, I'm resonating from head to foot with this guy and I've, I've only just kind of found out about him. So I'm going to give you half a dozen things that you can take away from younger just from the inspiration he gave to me. Okay, so let's just get into it. And it's all about leadership and, and, and the creation of such. Okay, first thing, something to create. All these things are going to be specifics. Number one, something to create. Create a community. Create a community. It appears from historical analysis, from the evidence that's appearing, that the greatest happiness, the greatest success comes from groups of people who live in numbers of 30 to 50. 30, 40 or 50 individuals living together in a community who work together, who help each other, who have a common goal and often it is survival. So if we go back to the early nomads and I am not a qualified historian or anthropologist, <clears throat> excuse me, to talk about this, I have borrowed this information. But look it up. It, it appears that that is the key, about the key number. So organisations, massive multinational organisations, for example, or sporting clubs, football clubs, businesses that become conglomerates, enormous, massive, multi-billion pound corporations with hundreds and maybe thousands of employees. Maybe that's where they tend to start to go off the rails a little bit. And you know, it's much deeper and more detailed and more specific and not as simplistic as this. But it appears if me and you, if we are looking to create something, we can create a community in our niche, in our speciality of whatever it is we want to do of about that many people. And Sebastian goes on to talk about how when, when capitalism gets going, when wealth is created, people then are able to be, in inverted commas, self-sufficient to a degree. And within that self-sufficiency, you have your own home. Maybe that's with your wife, your partner, whoever it is, your family, or maybe on your own. You are self-sufficient. You live alone. You go to work alone. You travel to work alone. You have the choice. Whereas when you are not wealthy, when you have, do not have in a society the, the, the ability to create and accumulate wealth, you have to live by the land or you have to live by what you do and with the efforts of yourself along with other people to create a desired result, i.e. maybe get some food, 
thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, then you rely on those people and it becomes a completely different dynamic. So people stop being so self-centered because they do not, they are not able in such situations when they have to rely on others, they cannot be like that. Otherwise the whole thing falls down. So that is the historical data behind it. So if you are a leader, a manager, a coach, isn't it for, just, just the thing we should be aiming for is that size of community for success and for meaning, for people to feel it's meaningful. So if those individuals in that community are in that size of group, then it appears that they feel that their contribution is valued, they are valid individuals and their efforts matter. Anything bigger than that and it starts to get watered down. The effectiveness reduces. Isn't it funny how if we look at a Let's just take the beautiful game if we like. Let's take football. Let's take rugby. You'll get a squad of players of 20 to 30. Then you'll have your backroom staff. Then you'll have your admin staff. It's 30 to 50 people. That's most kind of clubs. From your grassroots up to your league level, professional. Once you get past that to the elite the Premier League and so on, the numbers drastically and vastly increase. I remember Sir Alex in an interview saying something along the lines of as he walked around the cliff or the training ground, uh, wherever it was, um, saying he couldn't believe it. He thought that the Manchester United had more staff than Sainsbury's because it just appeared that there were more and more staff all the time. Obviously, he did an amazing job of keeping it all together. But if you listen to him, his focus was, he knew where his focus was. And it wasn't necessarily on organising the social media or the marketing. It was with his players and his staff. So we still get back to that number. So, number one, create a community. Number two, something to welcome. Welcome adversity. Welcome adversity. Again, inspired by Sebastian. Looking back, adversity creates team spirit. Adversity creates unselfish, cooperative behavior. Peace, wealth, lack of danger, Boredom and the things that go along with that promote selfishness, greed, more violence in terms of unnecessary acts and a fragmented group in society. During the Second World War, when England was under great military pressure, it was called the Blitz when the Germans and their allies were bombing England and particularly London and the cities. It became known as the Blitz and it appears the government put something in place to try and deal 
with all the psychological issues that the general public would be reporting and would come up with due to this. The astounding facts were and are that people's psychological well-being improved. Maybe we can't say improved, but the referrals and the complaints of psychological issues and being psychologically unwell, mentally unwell, dropped drastically during the blitz. People pull together. People find a fortitude. People forget about themselves and put the group ahead of their own individual needs. That is one of the key glues and one of the key things about a community, a successful community. They put the survival of the society or the group above themselves. Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport and life. Leader Manager Coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Let's fast forward to this current pandemic. If we go back to the lockdown, initially, people were almost totally compliant with the regulations, despite them being drastic. Do not go out of the house. People only went to work if they were a key worker. Every week, they stood out on their doorsteps and applauded all the people who were working in healthcare and other key industries. Now that is unselfish behaviour. The pandemic is an adverse situation. Adversity creates positive behaviours in people. So welcome adversity. Number three, something to realise. Leadership. In order to be a real leader, you have to be one of everyone else. One of everyone else. There are a few examples back in history of societies where there was a leader and this leader was the one who gave the orders, who gave the direction, who people went to for counsel. But, and here's the rub, but this individual had no advantages beyond the responsibilities of being the leader. Let's say that again. This individual had no advantages beyond the responsibilities of being the leader. So if you look at it in brutal terms, who the heck would want to be a leader? More work, more responsibility, no advantages, no extra food, no extra houses, no more wealth, no privileges, just the responsibility of being the leader. Now, that is what I consider a leader to be. And there are numerous examples, many of them from the military world. 
because it doesn't matter how much you walk away from it. Battles, fights, war, whether we like it or not, is so analogous to life. And there are numerous examples of men, because historically men are the, are the ones who've gone to war up until recently. For example, standing up to survey the situation instead of asking or allowing one of their men to do so and putting themselves at risk. There's a story from the Irish conflict around the Easter Rising where one of the leaders used to go out and put themselves on the front line, in front of the front line, to really find out where the bullets were coming from, to find out where the opposition were. Wise? I'm not saying. Respect? Absolutely. That's the leadership we're talking about. A leadership that's not self-serving, that is totally putting the group before themselves and somebody and here's another rub somebody who tells the truth no matter what the consequences now Sebastian Jürgen talked about politics he talked about an American politician who he said would never be in the running for the big job the presidency of the United States of America why because this individual had spoken the truth, their truth, and had called out what they saw as bad stuff or an issue. And they were in the minority. And it would go against the grain of the political party that they were affiliated to and upset too many people of too high a band in the hierarchy for them to have any real opportunity of having a relevant amount of support to be given the opportunity, let's say, to fly for the top job. Now, what has this person done? They've stood up. They've had enough moral courage, which, by the way, is so easy to talk about and is probably one of the most difficult things in the world to do. Morally courageous. To stand up, speak your truth, look people in the eye who maybe you've been around for a long time, who support you, who pay your way, who make your life as easy and comfortable as it is, and to risk it all and risk the future and risk everything on speaking the truth. Easy to do? No way. The right thing? Absolutely. Now, what does this mean? So this person then, in this story, has given up the opportunity to be the biggest leader there is. Well, we can look at it another way. What this person has done has demonstrated that they are a true leader. They have also given up the opportunity to be an opportunist. Somebody who might get promoted 
to a plastic job with all the trimmings and be even more restricted in their decision making. We talked on a recent podcast about something called invisible leaders. Most leaders are invisible. You don't know them. You don't see them. They are just doing what they do. Be an invisible leader. Stand up. Tell the truth. No matter what. That is a true leader. Number four. Something to allay. What do I mean by allay? I mean to put aside, for example, to allay your fears. Sebastian Jürgen talked in depth from his analysis and he has got some knowledge. He reminds me of Jordan Peterson in certain aspects. And he talked about martial arts. He talked about combat sports, boxing, athletics, competition, society, war. He talked about how the great might of highly mechanized, wealthy states, organized bodies, were often defeated by smaller units who were more mobile. He talked about how it's not always the biggest fighter who wins the match. There's more to it than size. He talked about so much, but one of the things they talked about was, yes, the biggest man, woman, fighter, boxer, cage fighter, mixed martial arts, whatever you like to call it. Center half, rugby player, prop forward, anything you like, will often be the victor. But it's not just about size. In fact, it's far more than that. It's about skill. It's about efficiency. And it's about thinking. David and Goliath. There's more ways to win a battle than just brute force. We talked about the art of war in a really early episode. Thousands of years old. Ancient wisdom from the East. The best form of fighting is not fighting at all. Sebastian talks about how mobile units often defeat enormous adversaries. For example, Afghanistan war, 20 years, billions and billions and billions of dollars and thousands of men with all the might in the world, go to a country to, to try and defeat a Taliban. Yet, it takes them two decades because the mobility, the tactics, and the ability to be mobile are the things that create success. So if you are a small 
unit. If you are a small organization, a small team, do not fear. There are ways to win. You just have to know how. You have to be good. You have to practice, of course. But it's not about size. Allay your fears. So the biggest organizations in the world now, the biggest businesses will not win everything going forward. The world is changing and it's changing at a pace. You can be victorious in your niche, no matter how small you are. And the last one, things to understand. Things to understand. You, I, we, we need a community. You cannot live successfully alone, physically or psychologically. You know, we all rely on other people. We have to rely on other people. We cannot do it alone. We can try. We maybe can be moderately successful for a while, but we will suffer. It's far better, far more successful, far more efficient, with far greater serendipitous results by working together. We need a community, no matter what that is, in whatever form. We also need to be answerable and accountable. Otherwise, we start to stop. We start to stop. We stop doing the things that are necessary because we're not accountable. We don't have to be accountable. There's nobody, in inverted commas, above us checking our balances. That's why there's a police complaints committee. That's why there is a judicial system in place so that nobody in a democratic society is above the law. It's not perfect, but there is accountability. It is far from perfect, but we need that. So we need to be accountable. So those are the things that I've got out of Sebastian's talk. I haven't even gone into the detail of his books but they're so applicable to being a great leader, a great manager, and a great coach to help yourself on your own journey and helping other people at the same time on theirs and creating something that will take on a life of its own. So let's just review them. We need to create something, a community. We need to embrace something, to welcome something, adversity because of what it creates within human behavior. We need to realize something, and that is that leadership is being one of everyone else without all the advantages and just embracing the responsibility and not being an opportunist. We need to do something and that is to tell the truth no matter what the consequences if we want to be a true leader. We need to allay something and those are our fears about starting small and being able to win because history tells us otherwise that we can. And we need to understand something. We all need a group, a community, 
a society. We need other people. We also need to understand that within that we need to be accountable. So there we are, six key things from Sebastian Jürgen. Dive into his work, have a look at his latest book, Freedom. Have a look at his book, Tribe. Find out what he's all about and see if he really floats your boat. It's leader, manager, coach. I hope you've got something out of that, even if it's just one thing that helps you on your own journey. A little block, a little tile in the mosaic of your own leadership journey. Great to have you with us. Share the news, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Help to spread the word. Really appreciate it. As always, great to chat. Catch you later. Bye-bye.